Hello, friends. My name is Aliza Kelly. I'm a celebrity astrologer, three-time author, and host of this podcast, Stars Like Us. Think of Stars Like Us as your favorite nighttime talk show that just so happens to be released every Monday morning. Each week, we connect with another amazing expert guest, and together we talk about everything under the sun. But before we get into today's episode, take a moment to rate this podcast five stars. Why? Because you're the fucking best. All right, now let's do it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another out-of-this-world conversation. This is Stars Like Us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Aliza Kelly, and today I am here with Caitlin Herman. Caitlin is a Taurus sun, a Libra moon, a Virgo rising, and Caitlin is a certified life coach, guided meditation instructor, and co-host of the Quarter Life Crisis podcast. Caitlin, thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that you just started. Can you, okay, repeat it. So I am a a what and a what and a what? You are a Taurus sun, a Libra Taurus moon, sun. and a Virgo rising. So what does that mean? Oh, wow. Okay, you're going straight in. Um, I mean, <laughs> we could talk about it later, but I'm like, I hear that. And I'm like, for someone that's such a spiritual person as myself, I've never, I never got into astrology or horoscopes or anything like that. So I'm always so interested by it, but I don't. No. Well, let me ask, why did you, as a spiritual person, why did you not get into it? It's interesting. Um, it's not that I am not interested in that type of stuff, but I just connected to my spiritual side in such a different way. I need someone to show me the ropes, you know what I mean? And I haven't outsourced that. So it just, it is what it is. I find my comfort in spirituality, like kind of internally. So th- these big three, are three parts of your birth chart. It is by no means the full picture of your birth chart. It is just, it is three sort of like really powerful, really telling placements that we can, basically it gives us enough information where we could be like, okay, this is the run of show. This is the lay of the land. Like we have a good sense of how this person sees the world, moves through the world, feels about the world, which is mm-hmm. rising sun and moon. Your world is your Virgo rising. So Virgo is the sign that is associated with organization, practicality, um, service, figuring out how you are going to improve things, doing it through a very hands-on way. Um, and this is really going to show how you perceive reality and the recurring themes that continue to come up for you. I wouldn't be surprised if health is a recurring theme that continues to come up for you, especially stuff relating to food, because Virgo rules the digestive system. So this is very much sort of like painting the picture of what your life looks like. Interesting. Then we have sun, which is how you show up, you know, how you take up space, what, you know, it means for you to radiate your sensibility. And that is in Taurus, which is also an earth sign. It's a little bit different from the Virgo sort of like, I need this to make sense. Taurus is like, I 
really just need to be connected on a sensory level to people. I need to be able to trust people. I need to know that people can trust me. I want to be taken seriously. I demand a certain level of respect. And I also am like, you know, I really want to have a beautiful life. Uh, Taurus is ruled by Venus, which is also what your moon is ruled by. Libra moon is also reporting to Venus, the planet of love and beauty and luxury. So both on a solar and lunar level, you're really pulled to how can I have the most beautiful life possible? And how can I make beautiful lives a reality for others too? But the Virgo rising sort of gives us a little bit more perspective on how that is actualized and what that really Mm -hmm. looks like. Um, And a lot of it has to do with expanding your reality and stepping outside your comfort zone and moving into different environments than what you grew up in. But because you're a double earth sign, that's also pretty uncomfortable for you because you like to, you like to know what you know and like what you like, and you don't really want to compromise your equilibrium or your status quo. Yeah. So that is the rundown on those three. Thank you. Needed that. Well, now one, you have to tell me if that resonates and two, then you can effortlessly segue that into what does it mean to be a life coach? What does it mean to be a guided meditation instructor? What does it mean? Well, I know what it means to be a, a podcast host. So you don't have to tell yeah, me about of that course, one. Of course. <laughs> yeah. So um, it does, the health thing definitely resonates with me. I struggle with like chronic pain issues and um, immunity stuff, actually nothing digestive related, but I think it's all so related and so interconnected that it is what it is. So the health stuff definitely resonates. And I do know that part of like the Taurus, like personality is liking nice things. Um, my thing is not necessarily like luxury, but I, I like a peaceful space. I like safety and security and a peaceful space. So that does all resonate. Um, life coaching such a taboo topic. A lot of people don't really understand the difference between a therapist and a life coach. And it it wasn't until kind of recently that coaches, I think, are being a little bit more respected. As a coach, I respectfully do not care about your past. I don't care who you were in high school. I don't care what clique you were in. I I mean, I care, but I don't, it's it's not important to me. Therapy is very past-based, whereas coaching in for my business and should be for a lot of others is present who you are today, who you want to be, how I can hold you accountable of getting there. Um, a huge stigma with coaching is that people think that I give advice. Um, I became a certified life coach when I was 24 years old. And that's a big thing for someone that would think that I'm giving you advice. They'll be like, you're 24 years old. Why, why do you think you have the experience? And the truth is I don't, I am, I was 24 years old. I I do not have the credibility to give you advice, but that's the point. I don't give advice as a coach. I stay away from giving advice because I don't ultimately know what's best for you. And if you just, for anyone listening, if you sign up to work with a life coach and that person is giving you advice, I highly recommend seeking a different professional um, just because that's that's not what you're supposed to do. And I obviously uh, stand by people going to coaches that are certified and trained through the ICF, which is the International Coaching Federation. We are trained to ask you questions to make you realize that you have the answers. Of course, there's a lot of different coaches that have more intuitive skill as well that help guide in a different direction, which I do. 
But um, no, I, I do not give advice. I do not give my perspective because that would be me coming in like from an ego perspective, assuming from my experiences that I know what's best for you. So uh, a lot of my clients, um, I was actually on a reality show. And then when I got off the reality show, I realized there wasn't a lot of space in that, in that field. A lot of people struggle after they're on a show with mental health, what they want to do next. So a lot of my clientele are people that have been on reality shows. I also take people that aren't, but that's, that's the gist of my business. I mean, this is so interesting because for me, a huge part of the work that I do is I almost tell people, I don't even really need to know what's going on in your present. I am so entrenched in your past. I'm so entrenched in understanding like the way that these cycles have played out that I don't, it's like dropping into someone's life in that moment. I have a session with them is impossible. You know, I need to unpack everything. I need to unpack and look and re-examine everything because a lot of the time what I have discovered is that what well I mean I've discovered a lot of fucking things that's why I wrote a whole book about (laughs) it but the first chapter of the book is about identity and that's the first sort of space to begin because I have found especially with people in their 20s that people don't know who they are you know people people tell me who their parents think they are or who the people in their life think they are or what they feel expected to do or what they feel is right for them. But there's a dissonance between, you know, what those expectations are and who that person actually is. And I need to sort of like, you know, really do my due diligence to make sure, is this what you think about yourself? you know, or is this what other people think about you that you're telling me? And, you know, it gets easier when we get older, it gets easier when we're on the other side of our Saturn return, it gets easier in your thirties, but definitely, you know, it's, I I do that work for people in their sixties, you know, because no matter how old you are, if you haven't done a lot of self-examination, you might be just saying what you think that people want you to be, but not actually connected to what your magic, what your potential, what your reality and your psyche wants. Um, So I think it's really interesting that you're like, don't tell me about the past stuff because I couldn't separate it in my work. Yeah. And and it's funny because in therapy as well, right? Like therapy is super past-based. Your work is super past-based. You you need the understanding fundamentally of the things that have happened and what, what goes on in your life. The reason why I feel so connected to the present and to the future is because I understand the blockages that can come with past. And I think realistically, if you have all the money in the world and all the finances and you're able to actually afford having a coach and a therapist or someone like you and a coach working on both at the same time simultaneously is such a gift that I understand isn't really accessible for a lot of people. But the point of what I do is that you can come, there's so many people that are like in panic mode, right? Those are the people that usually reach out to get help in that moment. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm in this depressive state or I'm freaking out about something like, where do I go? Who do I, who do I get help from? And a lot of the basis of what I do is having people step into where they are exactly right now and surrendering. And just taking a step back to say, it's okay that I feel the way I do. It's okay that I am maybe a little confused or lost or X, Y, or Z. And I'm going to take a minute to allow myself 
to be here, to be here right now, to understand that my past is my past, my future is my future, but I am going to release and surrender to whatever outcome is about to happen, whatever outcome did happen, I'm here now. And just have that that safety and that support in that journey moving forward because you can come to the realizations of the past at any point in your life, right? Like we all do work, me personally, I do a lot of work on myself and you know, uncovering stuff from the past, it might not come about like the answers or the realizations in this moment, even though you want it, it could be something that is meant for me to see in a year from now or two years from now, if that makes sense. So I just kind of step into the place of like, let's be open to whatever comes through, whatever doesn't come through, whatever um, comes through from the past that's now present. That stuff I care about. Like if you feel like there's something totally like, pressing that I need to know about, of course. But as far as the the work of um, a traumatizing experience when they were younger or a child, stuff like that, I refer therapy. And I, I'm, I make it very clear to my clients as well, like if we are a good match or if I am the expert within your situation, I, I'm always referring out because some people need a therapist and not a coach. So a life coach is, because I think we've had some career coaches on the podcast before. A life coach is more comprehensive. You know, it's, I would imagine. Sure. So what are the types of things that people would come to you for? A lot of transition stuff, a lot of like fear into the future, like giving into a lot of limiting beliefs of, I went to school for this topic, uh, for this subject, and I graduated with this subject. But I know in my heart, in my soul, that my purpose is something else and kind of letting go of the limiting beliefs behind. If I quit my job and I tap into my purpose, I won't be able to pay my rent. I won't be able to do this. I won't be able to do that. It's kind of, it's, it's very much purpose finding, figuring out exactly what you're meant to be doing, who you are, what you're meant to be doing, how you're meant to serve others, whatever the case may be, and guiding you in that way of overcoming the fears and the blocks that are preventing you from living your best life, your most peaceful life, your most aligned life. Uh, that's the majority of the work that's done. And I also work with a lot of people that suffer with chronic pain about shifting your mindset, mind, body, soul connection, and, and viewing the obstacle of chronic pain more as an opportunity. So when somebody is coming to you is it something that you're working with them for an extended amount of time? Is every case sure. different? It, do some, does someone come in for like a single session or is it always that you, there's a follow-up? Yeah. So I actually don't offer single sessions. I think that those are um, great for a lot of businesses. I found with my relationships with my clients, the minimum you can buy is a four pack because I actually care quite deeply, especially if I take someone on as a client. I care about you and I care about the relationship and I, I don't want it to just be a one and done. I'm sure you can get some stuff out of that, but I'd like to foster a relationship so that there can actually be change and peace and serenity found. So um, the lowest package would be like once a week for four weeks and they're 60 minute sessions. Um, all my clients have access to my personal phone number. We do like accountability things. I, I check in with you every day. It's it's a whole thing. Is there, are there steps involved or is that just custom for each person? No, it's so custom. And that's what I love so much about 
what I do because it's not black and white. And I take what someone is coming to me for. The big question I ask in the beginning of every single consultation or, or for a session is what do you want to feel? How do you want to feel? What do you want to achieve by the end of this time together? If, if you don't have the means to continue onward when we are done with this four sessions, I want to make sure that you feel like you are in the best possible place that you can be in to take whatever you've gotten out of this and move forward in your own life. I don't, the whole goal of coaching is I don't want you forever. I don't want you forever. I want you to actually be okay to move on without me and take the things that you've gotten out of this time. So each case is so different, so different, but I do uh, like group coaching and I do courses. So I did, uh, I do a group called spiritually single, which is a formatted process of 12 steps that, you know, people go through together but as far as the individual coaching is concerned it's not it's not that black and white so I also want to talk about the reality show bit as well sure as someone who is on a reality show yourself how did you find that experience it was very tough for me I experienced a lot of hate a lot of um, really like terrible feedback but the worst part about it was that everything was true. You know, we see we see a lot of people nowadays defending their actions on reality TV by saying there is an edit, there's production involved, there's manipulation, and they kind of double down. Whereas what was so difficult for me is that pretty much everything that all the criticism that I got was completely accurate. I lost myself on that show. I wasn't in a good place. I was not nearly as aligned as I am today. There was a lot of stuff, right? So when you get that criticism and it's also completely accurate, it's such a gift because you're able to actually look at your life and be like, wow, these are certain things that I really love about myself, but these are things that I need to work on quite a bit. So it was a beautiful opportunity for me to actually realize what I needed to work on as just a human being. And what motivated your decision to be on the show? Like, how did that come to be to begin with? Yeah, it was um, something that kind of fell into my lap. A very In Hebrew, we say like a, a word called Bashar. So like, it was a very Bashar, like meant to be situation where um, I had moved to LA, I had become a certified life coach, and I had to have a few part-time jobs. And I had always watched Big Brother, which is the show that I was on. And I found out that there was an open casting call. And I really just wanted to go because I thought that that was so like Hollywood of me. I was going to be able to tell my friends and family, I moved to LA. I went to an open casting call just for fun. Truly, I just go out of my comfort zone and they never stopped calling me. And that was that. I knew immediately almost like, mm, I'm pretty sure that this is what's supposed to happen here. And of course, going into it, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to make spirituality a thing and people are going to love it and this and that, which is like the total opposite of what ended up happening. But it was perfect in a lot of ways. And for those who don't know, what ended up happening? So from a lot of different things, but essentially when I walked into that Big Brother house, who's Caitlin Herman? What do I stand for? I mean, I completely lost myself any foundation, any moral, any, any, anything. When you took me out of an environment with friends and family and the people that loved me, I noticed very quickly that I was suffering with a major validation issue and self-love issue because you took me away from my friends and my family and I'm locked in a house with absolutely no access to the outside world. And I would cling to anyone that gave me any sort of validation. And, um, I was, 
easily manipulated. I was easily like, I, I didn't know who I was. So the gift in all of that truly was the fact that I, no one needed to tell me I got off that show and very quickly realized, whoa, you, if you really loved yourself, if you really were full, um, you would not have needed the amount of validation that you were seeking on that show from your other cast members. If you really knew who you were and were grounded in your belief system and loved yourself, you could have seen past a lot of other things and you could have been grounded in yourself. And I was not. So it was, it was a gift because after that point, I uh, stopped coaching for about six months and I just hired my own coach and my own therapist and worked on the things that I desperately needed to work on. And it was wonderful. And then how did you integrate coming back into real life, not reality TV life, but real life? (laughs) Yeah. Um, it wasn't tough to transition from reality TV to real world. It was more so tough, just the journey of addressing things that should have been addressed many years ago. It was the journey of understanding my actions, making changes and figuring out exactly how I want to move forward with my career, with my coaching business, with my own mental health. It was a lot of the transition but it wasn't that difficult. It's very different when you are someone that's on one of the shows like Bachelor. Um, they have like a very big cult following and Big Brother does too, but with The Bachelor, it's very edited. Whereas on Big Brother, there's the option for people to watch the live feeds. So I'm being recorded 24-7. So people kind of have a better understanding of who you are when they're able to see around the edit. Um, the transition wasn't difficult of like real worlds. It was just difficult when it came down to figuring out who I was. Yeah. I mean, I could imagine that that's really, really challenging and really scary. How old were you when you were doing that? I had just turned 24. Yeah. My God. If I had people watching me when I was 24, my Lord. Well, that's the thing. You're like bound to offend someone and you, and also you'll understand this. I was under, I'm, I'm from New York, like a very accepting place. And then I lived in LA. The majority of the people that watch Big Brother are from like the middle of the country and like don't really subscribe to spirituality and this type of stuff. So here I was thinking that like a lot of people were going to resonate with me when a lot of people had no fucking idea what I was talking about and like judged it quite, quite hard. It's just, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Did, were you worried about your career? Were you worried about your reputation when you came out of it? No, because truth is truly what I think moves people forward in life. And the one thing I will say about my experience is that I gained a lot of respect from people when I got off the show because I was self-aware. I didn't double down. I was like, um, I have a lot of work to do on myself, guys. So gotta go for a minute. Love you all. Thanks for the support. Like, peace out. And I owned up to everything because I am a very self-aware person. It didn't take someone to shake me to realize what I had, what I was acting and what I was doing. So I, w- I truly, honestly, since I was a child, the one thing that I could say is my biggest strength is the fact that I genuinely don't care what people think about me. Um, I want to be respected, obviously, but if my truth is a case of judgment for someone else, I don't think that that corresponds to my value. I just think that it's your opinion, you know? So I'm not going to allow that to 
mess with my trajectory of life, if that makes sense. Totally. Yeah, that does make sense. And interestingly, even though you're saying that you saw someone who needed a lot of work, you know, to go deeper and to understand, you know, why am I behaving this way? Why am I saying these things? Why am I seeking this type of validation? That you still had this sense of, I accept the responsibility. I see where I really need to focus my attention and be productive and be reactive. But all of the extra noise, like at a certain point is not going to shift my perception of self. Like I'm not going to continue to make myself sick, metabolizing all of this negativity and this type of feedback because I got what I, I got the notes. Thank you. I got the notes. Yeah, completely. And I think my self-awareness and all of that though made the internet less aggressive with me. I think I, I did a good job at saying like, I hear your feedback. Thank you. And I agree with it. And they felt like heard, but I mean, people are justice warriors on the internet. My God, they'll say anything and everything. Everyone's opinion matters and this and that, but it just didn't. As long as my friends and family still loved me and supported the fact that I was going through something and needing to change, that was all That was all I needed. So now I would like to ask you a few questions. The first is, what do you believe in? It's such a good question because I believe quite... I don't like when people say like everything happens for a reason because it makes it sound like lighter and that you know, how do you say that to someone that just lost a parent? How do you say that to someone that lost a child? So, but I do very much subscribe to everything happens for the highest good. And the highest good does not mean that I'm going to be happy. It doesn't mean that you're going to be liked. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be in pain, but it means that there is an order to this. And it does mean that whatever you're experiencing will eventually lead to the highest form of spiritual condition and development. So, um, I subscribe to that fully. And that's truly how I live my life and how I get through really hard days when it feels like I've been hit by a truck or it feels like I, I can't get out of bed. I, I do subscribe and I genuinely believe in very dark moments like this could not be happening any, any more perfectly. And it sounds unrealistic and naive to some people, but to me, it is the driving force of my life to continue when things get really tough. So I'd say that that's probably a good, a good definition of what I believe in. I love that. Thank you so much. Okay. Question number two, how does magic show up in your life? All the time, every day. And it's so funny because people have different definitions of magic. Mine is feeling like closely connected to spirit and whatever we don't see. So whether that's synchronicities or what some people like to call like a coincidence, which it's not a fucking coincidence, spoiler alert. So a lot of that numbers will come up in a lot of different ways for me. For me, it's like 24 is my number. My birthday is 42494. I turned 24 at 244. And the year I turned 24, my golden birthday was the year I got a big brother. So wow, that's wild. Isn't that wild? So I was like, that's got to be something. Yeah. So like numbers, synchronicities, Magic shows up for me a lot in in meditation when I feel most whole in myself. Yeah, I'd say I'd say that is probably a good answer. Okay, now before we wrap, I would love to offer you a tarot poll. But sure. the way that my deck works best is that if you have when we are working off of a specific question, the specific the specificity is very important because otherwise it gets very muddy. So 
do you have a specific question for these tarot cards? Sure, let's ask the specific question. I'm trying to think also what would be like a good question that like anyone that I share this with and listens to would also want to know the answer to that for me. Oh yeah, 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 that's good. But it has to just be for you. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm almost inclined to say, will I be on another like reality show kind of vibe so okay they can see as well or like will i show up on tv at some point again is tv in my future okay um let me rephrase this in a more tarot way yeah what would be a more tarot way well i'm gonna make the assumption that you want to be because you're asking no i, I honestly i'm so i have no idea i'm i'm not closed off and i'm not a but you're not opposed to it no, of course not. So if you're not opposed to it, and if there was the right opportunity, you would do it. Yes, for the right opportunity. So I think that maybe because tarot isn't a yes or no. So we couldn't say is, you know, are you going to be on a reality show in the future? Also, like, what's the future? Six yeah. months, right. two years, 10 years, 20 years, too long, right? So I'm trying to rephrase this in a way that would sort of give us an indication if there was going to be another show, what the energy of that show would be. Or for you, if you wanted to channel a particular energy to find that right opportunity, what you would need to be channeling. Um, those are two options. Do either of those resonate? I like the first one of you know, because I'm 27 and I think to myself, the likelihood of me doing something in television again is probably high. So let's let I like the idea of what's the energy behind that experience for me, not even necessarily the show, particularly, but the experience that I have on it. Sounds good. Okay. Do you want me to work with pile one, pile two, or pile three? Pile one. Beautiful. Okay, cool. So what is the energy of the show that you are going to be on? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think it's going to be some sort of a challenge. This is the 10 of wands. Um, this is the end of a cycle. And as this is the last card of the wands suit. And as you can see, this person is like head down carrying a lot of shit, mm -hmm. um, really bringing in like, this is like, this literally is a challenge. This card is a challenge to like, be able to make, get all of these wands from point A to point B. So I think that it looks like it would be some sort of a challenge of some capacity, maybe a challenge where you would need to use your skills, where you would need to showcase your expertise and the challenges, you know, maybe it's not like a competition show. Maybe it's more of like you're faced with challenges in the show. Maybe sure. it's showing the challenges that you've gone through, but it's definitely going to have that sort of like weight to it. Sure. And there's going to be that sort of like gravity. It's not going to be something like, it's not going to be The Bachelor. It's not going to be The Bachelor, you know? It, it's going to be something that is more, you know, that has higher stakes. Sure. That would make sense. Yes. That, so that's, that is what the show would be. Very interesting. At this moment from our vantage. Right. Very interesting. Very interesting. I'm very curious to see how this will end up playing out. Yeah, it should be. It's funny because I've turned down a show called The Challenge. <laughs> are you serious yeah well maybe you're gonna end up <laughs> going on it. maybe no probably not probably not it's too intense for me but like yeah i mean if i were to do any show that isn't like just around lifestyle it would be competition based 
it could also be around lifestyle, but it would be the challenges of a lifestyle. Right. Exactly. Well, it's very interesting. Thank you for pulling that. My pleasure. So where can our listeners find you and connect with you? Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Caitlin underscore Herman. You can find me um, on any of the podcast apps, any streaming service at Quarter Life Crisis. Our Instagram for our podcast is QLC Girls. And you can go to my website, katecoaching.com. I usually post anytime I have a new uh, group coaching program coming out. So you can just stay tuned for that. But that's pretty much it. Amazing. Thank you so much. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. 